I was singing a song earlier. It was pretty good. Thank goodness. Yeah. I can't remember. That's a great story. That's a great story, Ryan. (laughs) Like a truly riveting tale. It was. I just can't remember what the song was, but trust me when I say it was. JB heard me. It was good. I can vouch for it. It was great opening yeah. music. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan right now has on a Burger Time uh, t-shirt. Which was an interesting game uh, for those of you who are young that thought this was a podcast about, I don't know, hula hoops or whatever young kids are into nowadays. Um, it was a Jacob. game where, where, how would you, how would you explain the plot of Burger Time, right? Well, you're a chef that that has to has to make gigantic burgers, and. The things that are you the better the burgers are all on ladders, and then there's angry sausages and eggs and pickles that want to stop you from making burgers. Right. And you can squash them in the burger for points. Yeah, put a fried egg on it. And then if you if you're about to get killed, you can shake pepper in their face, and then you can get away while they're sneezing. <laughs> An arcade classic. It is a beautiful Peter Pepper, the chef. He's a hardworking man. Now, did he pick a pickle? Now there there are things about it though that make me confused, like the use of the egg and the sausage. Is it that sandwich like breakfast food hates hamburgers, like on a diner menu? Like, what's going on? There's some lore there. Yeah, definitely. If you've ever read my fan fiction, you'll know that there is actually a war between breakfast and lunch that carries to this very day. And that the most hated member of that war is Mr. Dill, the pickle who betrayed lunch to side with the breakfast sausage and egg. He's starting the VC lunch, the collaborationist lunch. And what, what I don't understand is, is why can't we just be like have all the foods all the time? We can just be pan meal. I don't know, man. A pickle for breakfast. That's a bad way to start the day. I, I don't Unless think you need he's electrolytes. As, I don't think he's as accepted in the breakfast crowd as, as he thinks he is. And also like no one no one picked up on that joke. Pan meal. Oh, now I get it. It has to do with putting your dick on a flaming hot saucer. Uh, cast I mean, iron skillet, yes. Oh, all the yeah. Time. Like a, all the yeah. things all the time. Pan meal. One, one of those meal. nice heavy cast iron skillets, man. When when you when you cook a penis in that, uh-huh. I mean you're getting the flavor really oh. coming. Oh. I'm gonna have I'm to yodel again. Sizzling. Sizzling in the pan. <laughs> what wake up and smell it. Mom's cooking it. That's gonna be yeah. an injury. Your mom's Again. cooking it. Oh, <laughs> oh. I walked Ooh. right into that one. Smack that Dang. ass with my spatula. 
What better way to say I love you? <laughs> with a spatula. Um, that's a, you know, UHF uh, starring Weird Al Yankovic is what Ryan just uh, uh, referenced there. You know, Spatula City, the place where you can buy all of your spatula goods. I don't, I, I don't know that UHF would work today because like, a UHF channel is just something that doesn't. I mean, do they exist anymore? They exist, just no one under the age of like eighty-five watches them or knows what they are. Yeah, and I don't think there's a modern equivalent. Like, what's the? I mean, everything is low-budget schlock that's done <laughs> for shock value now, right? On YouTube or whatever. So you can't make that funny. It's just that's how it is, right? Yeah, you just have to backfill from YouTube all the things from UHF stations that people have put up there. There's just no new material. You're just gonna have to look at that. Like point a camera at a screen playing YouTube videos of UHF shows and then broadcast that on UHF. I think they do that actually. <laughs> I think they do because they. They used to have that one channel that was like all memes or all cat videos. <sighs> yeah, you we, mentioned that last time. There. We didn't dive yeah. into that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we can't talk about this any longer because there's other important things that I have to ask you fellows. Oh, like that. Bachelor, no Bachelor number one, if you... Which one was choose that? One. I'm the leftmost on my display. Yeah, I'm, I'm number okay. one. If you could choose one fast casual restaurant chain in which to make whoopee, which one would it be? Denny's. That's. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna want my my eggs and hash browns afterward. That was a good one. Also, it could All be right. any time, day or night. <laughs> Gotta be ready. Yeah. So that was all the dating game material that I had prepared. <laughs> Thank you. You've passed the test. Well, okay. you gotta ask the, the other two as well. Yeah. Okay. You gotta, okay. You gotta choose between the three. You've forgotten the premise of the game. <laughs> That's when Go I back to I jail. My shit. Loser. <laughs> learn the, <laughs> learn the rules. I, I did. I just got freed from a British jail, and now I've forgotten about the dating game. These are false memories implanted in me by MI6 while I was in British now jail. Now you're a sleeper cell. You're your That's own right. sleeper cell. So I guess getting back to it, Bachelor number two, if, if you could choose a fast casual restaurant with which to make whoopee in, <laughs> which one would it be is Bennigan still open this oh. is a fantasy so you can you can even if it's okay, not okay then it's... definitely Bennigan when Ryan and I were in high school we used to put on disturbing Pink Floyd songs on the is somebody rubbing Bennigan's. something not me not me to my knowledge not till later I mean, if you need to excuse yourself, I know this is some hot shit. 
thinking yeah. about that app sampler at Bennigan's. Oh, oh the wheelhouse, <laughs> the wheelhouse burger at, at Bennigan's. The slab of cheese between a piece of meat and a bun. That's doesn't get any better. Man, yeah. I used to get the I used to get the Monte Cristo sandwich. Oh, yeah. It's like a ham and cheese sandwich dipped in batter and fried, covered <laughs> in powdered sugar. Heart oh, healthy. So good. And yeah. that is why I have to get annual cardiac checkups <laughs> because yeah. of the Monte Cristo sandwich at Bennigan's. At Bennigan's. That's the revenge. And the, you know, the yeah, I, we used to, we used to go there after Nobody. school and we'd play Hey You by Pink Floyd over and over and over again on the jukebox. And it would just yeah. be like, and the worms ate it to his brain. <laughs> and eventually they would just unplug it so, so like 16 and 17 year old the two of us that was some hilarity some hilarious shit we were really sticking it to the man and the people who were trying to eat their never ending pasta bowl at Bennigan's <laughs> yeah. and have these two assholes <laughs> put on a song about worms that eat you when you're dead it is and then the the pasta bowl that you're eating starts to wriggle. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and then you just you know it's fresh. <laughs> oh, it's Bennigan. fresh. They give you magic mushrooms at Bennigan's. <laughs> uh, like when you go in. Yeah, if you sit at the right section. Yeah, you have to give the right nod and wink to the right wait staff. Yeah, right. and then they just they all the this dusty old shit they have on the walls with the fake kitsch it just starts melting away and then it makes me curious if finnegan still exists i'm gonna look it up yeah, yeah. i think it so it's been rebooted i, I think i think some uh, you know venture capitalist or some entrepreneur like bought up all the intellectual property and has relaunched it as a as an updating concept more suitable for like suburban strip malls <laughs> Yeah, Wait, that's what, what they it do with everything. Well, no, like it's directly in the strip mall. Like the one, the ones that I've seen are like right next to a subway or something. So subway sandwiches. Yeah, so it's smaller. Yeah, it's not the big like uh, opulent. <laughs> you could call Benigan's opulent. Oh, I can't. Well, like, that's a, that's a good. That's a good point. While we're on the subject of fast casual dining restaurants. I remember, you know, growing up in the suburbs and here in Texas, that there was definitely a hierarchy of those restaurants. Mm. You know, like, like, you know, you you might take uh, you might take uh, the girl. Panigan the website is live, and they still got the Monte Cristo. Sorry, I got really excited, so I had to interrupt. God uh, damn it, are, like, Frank! Putting this shit front and center. There we go. Um, but uh, if Bennigan's, uh, Bennigan's was, you know, like somewhere you took a girl you really liked, but you know, you could just take any old chicken head from the hood to uh, to TGI Fridays. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think the, I think Chili's was a was a good one, and uh, you know, Applebee's by my friend Josh's house never carded, so we would just sit in the back and drink margaritas at like age sixteen nice he had some yeah he 
I think he fell and hurt himself pretty bad with roller blades after some Applebee's margaritas one night. Oh no! So it's eating good in the neighborhood, though. You know, it Applebee's. Is. If you want to sponsor us, you know, we'll we'll tell all sorts of anecdotes like that. And you remember they got in trouble for giving a baby a margarita. So I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear this story. Did it? No, did no one else hear the story? No, no. That, so apparently the the baby, uh, you know, the the kid, the parents ordered some juice for them, and uh, then they just took it. They squeezed it out of the wrong bottle, and they gave the baby uh, a margarita. Oh God! Uh, yeah. <laughs> The Bennigan's uh, website, I was just looking at it, and they also have stuff from Steak and Ale. Do you guys remember Steak and Ale? Mm. I never went to one of those. I remember seeing them around. Yeah, yeah, so like you're talking about the hierarchy. That's where my parents would go for like their anniversary. Right. That was the, the totally. pinnacle. Mm-hmm. We would go maybe twice a year, you know, maybe like my grandfather's birthday or something. Mm-hmm. You go to Steak and Ale. I mean, it was like, get ready. You know, get dressed. Put on a jacket. Yeah. Put on your Sunday finest. We're going to Steak and Ale. Next to, uh, Sam Goody. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The Steak and Ale. And the and if they could be the Bacon Ale, too, if they had thought to do that. It was before the, the days of Bacon. The Steak and Bacon Ale. Uh, they're in... Oh. I don't know. The ones that I, I seem to remember my parents going to, I think now is a strip club. Uh, Sounds like a out- stake and fail to me. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the outskirts of town. Yeah. Taking tits. Shaking <laughs> <Steak and> ale. <laughs> Where's a piece of meat I can stick my piece of meat into? Hmm. Well, Fail. that is their motto. <laughs> your stuffed steak complete with frank's dick with a piece of meat you could put your meat into whatever you said <laughs> it's two irish guys shaking each other's hands but that's what it says above that's the caption that's why you butterfly your your chicken so that you can just stick your dick right into it because yeah, if not it is called spatchcocking i mean like right there you're kind of halfway there i saw that chicken so i spatchcocked it oh oh sir this is a steak and ale we don't tolerate that kind of language at 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 this fine not into poultry no sorry okay i'll just take my drumstick elsewhere (laughs) i mean the the thing the thing too about a lot of these fast dining casual restaurants is that since they have like every kind of food on the menu you know pretty much like the the popular foods you know they'll have something you know something kind of asian chinese or or they'll have uh, like monte cristos uh, or the monte cristos (laughs) or they'll have the uh, or they'll have a, a pasta bowl or they'll have you know so it's like it was it was kind of laziness on our part that we were just kind of like we'll go there, get whatever. It all yeah, tastes it, the same. 
it's good because everybody wants something different nobody can decide what they want and everybody's getting pissed off about not wanting to go one place or the other so you just go to like the lowest common denominator where everybody can get you know the thing on the menu that is for that type of person so hey everybody uh, can order the thing we all agree that we want we can we all agree that we want something out of the microwave that costs about (laughs) 7.99 so that's that's why we're going to applebee's i need my southwest egg rolls yeah Mm -hmm. that's a chilly thing i guess that's an everywhere thing one of the last times i went to bennigan's i'll tell you i i got a mouth i ordered a chicken uh taco and i got a mouthful of ice when I bit into the still frozen chicken that they had thrown into the microwave for oh 10 God. seconds or whatever. That's when I knew that Bennigan's was slipping. No it kidding. wasn't going to be long for this world. Uh. <laughs> that is sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What's sadder yeah. is I probably ate the rest of it. You know, well, hey, if you're hungry, you're hungry. I mean, you paid your seven ninety nine and nineties dollars. Yeah. That's a shitload of money for a taco. Yeah, no, this was like twenty ten. So you know, in in New York City, um, the only one of those restaurants you see, like that, they've kind of be, are the last two standing are Applebee's and TGI Fridays. Aren't they and, the same? What's really the difference between those two? Oh well, the may I refer you? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, my setting a religious war. Please flame may on. I refer you to my treatise of 2007, Applebee's versus TGI Fridays. The differences was weighing in at well over 12,000 pages. I actually had a a friend who grew up out on Long Island, and. We, we, I was telling him, oh, you know, I, I, I miss, I miss a lot of the Tex-Mex food that I grew up on. And he was like, oh, man, we had a great Tex-Mex place out in Long Island. It's called Chili's. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, man. Just stop it because you're hurting uh, me. Uh, oh. Please tell me you're not serious. Oh, he was serious. He was like, oh, yeah, we used to go there all the time. And I was like, well, I did too, but I wouldn't call it a Tex-Mex restaurant, nor would I call it good. Just kind <laughs> because of... I was 16. And... <laughs> and it was easy, right? We thought it was a classy joint to take your lady friends, which is why we <laughs> always want a bone when we go to a fast casual restaurant, even to this day. <laughs> That's why they have the booths. You gotta sit in the yeah. booth. Yeah. The booth. I mean, assuming you want privacy, you can be in the table section just if you're uh yeah. you know into showing Exhibitionist. off. And there must they have all that old timey shit on all the walls on all those places, right? Or does Applebee's do that? I can't remember. I don't know. What's the difference? I don't that would be a difference, right? They 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 either have fake gas station signs from 1940 or they don't. That's maybe they maybe they don't have those at Applebee's. I don't remember. 
Well, Bennigan's calls itself Irish hospitality, so maybe it has like fake old uh, signs from uh, Ireland instead. Yeah, or racist signs that say like "No Irish need apply" or something like that. Oh God! Oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm back. Uh, the uh, the internet out here in the boonies where my aunt lives is not exactly stable. Not robust, as it were. No, no. Oh. Well, you missed us talking about fast casual restaurants because that's what we talk about now. We don't talk about anything else. My brain still hurts from the Long Island story. <laughs> <laughs> I do Long know Island's someone. A weird place. I do know someone who loved chili so much, and she would go there every Friday. And uh, they were closing down the one by her house. And she was like, can I have a table? And they're like, yeah, here's the one you went to every week or whatever. And so she has it on her kitchen. It's her kitchen table now. That's sweet. (laughs) She did have it until I I beat her to death. And I stole that table because I Did you beat her to death with the table? Because I think that would be poetic. Yeah, I did. I you gotta wonder. Also, this is dark. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Just the re- the first part was true. the The part about me murdering her for the chilies table is it's not true. Okay, that thank did, you. That for... part didn't happen. I feel better now. I wonder, like you know, she's sitting there eating her Cheerios, maybe with her a daughter or a son, and. And then you think about all the chicks that got finger banged under in, underneath those fingers <laughs> while Did they were on dates those fingers? at Chili's. Well, oh, wrong hole. That's not what? where you dip your your French fry. That's not the ketchup. Well, you got now, now. This is an interesting point, Frank, because you can't, you or you shouldn't, as a rule, Bad eat French fries with this with the same fingers that you're fingering your girlfriend. Because you're gonna get salt and ketchup on your fingers, and then you're gonna go downtown, and it's gonna be a whole thing. Next thing you know, she's like screaming because her her you've salted her vagina the oh. way the Romans salted the earth of Carthage so it would never rise again. What? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's asking for some kind of infection going wow. on. Wow, that's no way to treat your girl. Mm. Well. Mm. I'm going to have to make some apologies is all I have to say. <laughs> Unless maybe I'm going to salt your vagina like but the that... Romans salted the Carthaginian <laughs> soil that brings so up... no life would ever rise again. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah that's that... some serious vengeance. But that does bring wow. a, a question in my mind because food porn is a thing, right? How do you do food porn or food sex safely so that people don't get infections like do you just like be careful to wash real good well afterward i i mean i think I they don't food care porn was a figure of speech is, is that are we not are we actually talking about people having sex with food items we are because like how do you you how do you like stay safe i'm, I'm interested in these sort what's of that stay safety issues how to keep people I think from you're, on set with, with I, you know, when your banana is like up in the area but it's not a, I don't it, think now you're talking it, about well, not a banana but are you actually talking about a banana or no I'm actually talking about a banana 
Oh shit. <laughs> Fuck. Well, you know, as this uh thing that just happened uh, where Alec Baldwin accidentally killed his DP, mm. you know, sometimes sets are not the safest no <laughs> are not the safest place. And I think the safety standards on a food porn set are pretty lax. Mm. Would be my guess. Having been on a few food porn film sets, I'm telling you that they're not worried that the actress is going to get a nasty yeast infection. Oh no! Because like, what happens? Like, if if she's like in the vat of pudding, like, do you, does she just right. like off afterward? Is that the hygiene procedure? She's got to take the silkwood bath, the shower, you know, just to get all that. Pudding. I actually did a thing in college um, that um, it was uh, it was for uh, it was it was for an assignment, and it was uh, it was a, a fake trailer for a movie called Love Pudding, <laughs> which which was chocolate vanilla butterscotch, in, in which I got my friends John and Misha to make out like make out. While I threw three gallons of chocolate pudding on them, nice. And then I would, and then I would cut away to me pretending to be Bill Cosby, not in blackface. And before we knew about Bill Cosby, but I was just like, oh, the lump and the pudding bar. (laughs) But um, so we cleaned it as best we could, and then the next day the professor comes in and goes, Jack. There is chocolate pudding on the ceiling. <laughs> you and your friends are coming and scrubbing that shit tonight. Fair enough. Wow. And he, so. he gave me a B plus because I made a mess of the studio, but it was <laughs> worth it. You got to suffer for your art and your pudding. Yes. And you can't have yeah. your beat unless you have any pudding. Mm. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? If you don't beat you your... know that oh, that that line from Pink Floyd made a lot more sense when I realized pudding meant any dessert, right? Because growing up, I thought, why, why is that such a threat? Like. All right, I'll have ice cream instead. I don't care. Well, I mean, anytime people are threatening pudding, to me, it becomes very serious. Jack, I'll just say that. <laughs> but you do like your pudding. You don't, you don't fuck around. Yeah, the tapioca really gets caught in the pubes, though. Tapioca tap dancing around your beard. <laughs> Didn't you didn't you used to bring like a pudding cup with your lunch or was that Steve Louise? No, that wasn't me. Uh that's sorry. legit though. Yeah. Maybe maybe as a child. Yeah. This is like when you're in high school. Come on. I'll go eat a pudding cup right now. You want I'll I'll eat a pudding. Do it. Mm, I think Do I it. ate all the I ate all the pudding cups. I don't know how many pudding I... cups. <laughs> You're They're not, not there for your son. Threatened <laughs> about pudding. They were, but he didn't notice them, and I ate them all before he did. So, <laughs> they were for me all along. 
evil. Well, I'll tell you, I don't judge, you know, but I tell you, when you were in high school, you are kind of very sensitive about doing what a, things mature a mature man would do, not like a right. baby. So you have to pretend you like stuff that's dumb, it's like funny, Shakespeare, for example. Like yeah, or classical music. Fuck that noise. <laughs> that's for old people. I really just want to listen to some rock and roll. You saying roll over Beethoven? Yeah. I, uh, I I used to have sex with my high school girlfriend and I would put on Richard Wagner's uh ring cycle. Oh nice because exactly what you're saying, Ryan. I was like, I'm gonna impress her by putting on this like anti-Semitic <laughs> myth myth building opera while we you know awkwardly grope each other because we're you know 16 or whatever nice i didn't have that imagination but it is true when you want to be a mature man and and have sex as a man does you better put on that german opera or whatever you would call that you know as i recall ryan you used to use uh mst3k uh, you got me there. <laughs> that, that, that to to, to draw that so his parents so his parents thought that they were watching uh you know yeah, Santa Claus versus the Martians true. or whatever. We weren't watching that. Yeah, that's we right were, though. We were getting carpet burns is what we were doing a lot. <laughs> and we, yeah. Why didn't you what, use your? Why didn't you use the bed? Too much noise. Because oh, it squeaked. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too much noise. Yeah, that uh, thing had a steel frame, didn't it? Because that was like the roller bed, like that had the yeah, yeah. It. You so guys have slept frame. in my trundle bed before. Don't pretend like you haven't. Yep. <laughs> yeah, everybody. We've all been there. Everybody <laughs> in this podcast has been in that bed, including me. Watching MST3K. That may or may yeah. not be. Reason. Yeah. We're watching MST3K. Yeah, so some tapes in super telling. super long play mode. So the <laughs> resolution is such dog shit that you can barely make anything out. And then my cousin and I would tape, make copies of those and put them on super long players to send to each other for, you know, because we didn't have full episode coverage. And uh, then we just wonder why it like looked and sounded like shit. <laughs> so recently uh i watched uh did i tell you all this recently i watched um monty python's life of brian for uh, or uh yeah for what has to have been the first time in i don't know 20 years or something like that and i had a copy of it on vhs that i had bought when a local video store was uh either liquidating their tapes or just going out of business altogether and i watched that thing over and over and over again then i watched it again you know more recently and there's like colors and detail. And I'm thinking, holy crap, this was a good looking movie all along. I just grew up thinking that like the British had shitty cameras or something and everything <laughs> came out brown and smeary. And I thought it was like a stylistic affect or something. I, thought, ah, I had no idea what I was missing all along. That is an didn't important Gilliam, uh, Didn't Gilliam direct that one? Was that a Gilliam oh. one? 
Oh. Let's say you. I don't know. Let's go to our film Cause, expert. Because I know Terry Google. Jones directed Life of Brian. And uh, and I think Jones and Gilliam together directed Holy Grail. I think that's right. So this looks like Jones. Mm, Terry Jones. Terry Jones directed it. Gilliam is a well, writing credit. Because that beginning part where the where the like accounting firm sales their building over to like attack oh, the other <laughs> right like like that's so gilliam yes i love me some gilliam well he did all of that animation all along right wasn't that yeah him? that was him right that was him it's gilliam and jones on holy name. grail yeah 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 that animation <laughs> like uh god jumping up and down or yup yup I just love that he would cut out like major works of art. He would just cut out like a foot or something and <laughs> you know, that's all he needed. It's good stuff, man. Joy. Well, uh, Terry Gilliam, uh, speaking of Terry Gilliam, a Terry Gilliam movie I saw for the first time with these three guys in John's uh, dorm room was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's a Terry Gilliam movie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit, I did not know that. Yeah, so it was 12, uh, 12 Monkeys. I watched that I one. I knew that. I knew that. We all watched it together. Oh, that's right. Bom, 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 uh, bom, bom. And that's when we tried mezcal for the first time. You remember that, Ryan? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. That uh, my gut still burns. <laughs> I will never, I will never forget. I will never. I don't. I, this is like seared into my memory. We went and we bought this mezcal, and we knew nothing about it, honestly. And it was called Dos Gusanos, so called because it had two worms in it. So that was the one, and it was a huge bottle. And that was the one we decided to get because there's a there's a line in, in Fear and Lonely in Las Vegas where he says he's hanging Singapore slings with mezcal on the side. So we decided to do that. And as I recall, um, that night just, I don't remember a lot of what happened that night, but I do know that um, they had given you guys some welcome back to the dorm stuff, like razors and toothpaste and stuff. And we shaved our arms. I remember that. <laughs> Forgot about that. That was a real bro ritual happening with the shaving arms. I remember us next- doing uh, yeah, unspeakable things with the mezcal. Like I, I'm pretty sure I drank yeah. some mezcal and Welch's grape soda. Oh, oh god. god! For the lulls, and we, they were. Um, we had a bunch of quesadilla flavored Tostitos. Oh um, lord! And I ate that whole bag and then tossed it all up later that night. It was great. How are you still alive? <laughs> That's a very good question. It's good. I do that every day. 
<laughs> I, rem- I remember waking soda. up waking up in Ryan's bed with the biggest hangover I had ever experienced in my life that that thus far and still ranks up there. And Frank was awake, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed <laughs> for some reason. And it was really like 8 a.m., but he convinced me it was three in the afternoon. <laughs> and I'm having this like like hangover argument with Frank. I'm like, dude, there's no way I slept that long. It's like, Jack, I'm telling you, it's three in the afternoon. I don't know, man. And then I realized he was lying. <laughs> Got him. I did it for the holes. Mm-hmm. It works. See, these are the kind of memories you treasure forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was Keep what, that. 20... 26 yeah. years ago? 25? 24. Yeah. I don't know. We're old fucks is the <laughs> end of that story. <laughs> Did you visit like sophomore junior year? Was that in Prassel or was that in like Winwit? Probably in Prassel. Yeah, because yeah. I remember Mezcal being in. It was uh, in Prassel. Prassel, which would have been sophomore junior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being a reprobate. Yep. Yep. I yeah, did. that weekend I you were there, Jack. Was that the one where we did the Star Wars marathon? We watched all the films. I feel like it's. I think so. Yeah. It could have been any weekend so. that you came to San Antonio, to yeah. be honest. Really? Yeah, I used to I used to go fairly frequently and just crash into you guys' dorm room. It was good. Yeah. I don't know dorm was room a... anymore, but well, I appreciate it. Um John, I remember you had that great Jim Henson Apple poster. Yeah, dream. yeah, I had them all. Um, and the way I swung that was um, by <laughs> establishing the uh, Macintosh users group at Trinity University. And so I wrote to Apple that yeah. I was doing this and they put me in touch with like a local, you know, marketing uh, contact who was just like, hey, uh, let me send you, a, you know, a bunch of Apple crap to like give away to people. Uh, we didn't have quite enough <laughs> people in my little club um, to give it all away. So um, I had like four copies of everything. Um, and yeah, so I had the Jim Henson one. Um, uh, that's the one I remember. I had a bunch of uh, other like stickers and mouse pads and crap. Yeah, that sweet digital camera, which was kind of messed up oh, yeah. after a while. Yeah. It was like all blurry. <laughs> Yeah, so quick that take, uh, right? Quick it was take? the quick take. Yeah, it was a quick yeah. take. Uh, Two hundred, not not the weird one that looked like binoculars, but the one that looked like you know what a normal camera looks like now. And that one was fun because I had I was so excited, you know, I bought it. I'm taking pictures everywhere, which is like grainy VGA six forty by four eighty. The pictures are not great, but I took it with me everywhere, and we went. I don't know down to. Uh, uh, bombay bicycle club or something and i we were leaving and i put it up on the roof of the car and we drove off and and i'm like oh 
shit, where's my camera, blah, blah, blah. Right as I hear this, like, you know, scraping across the roof of the car as yeah. the camera is sliding off onto the thing. And I literally had it less than 24 hours. And that shit wasn't cheap either. No, I mean, and it was, you know, hundreds of dollars of my college person money. So I pulled the fuck over and, and I'm hiking down on the highway to find, you know, and collect my camera, which I imagine to be in pieces at this point. Uh, but lo and behold, it's not like the battery door flew off or something. And I don't think I ever did find it. Now that I, now that I think about it, I think I had a piece of duct tape hold the batteries in from then on. But, you know, it was all intact and, and super great. So I take it all back to the dorm room and uh, it, the, the, it won't focus. Uh, the lenses are blurry and I'm, you know, I'm wallowing in despair as I'm trying to like, can I get into it or can I try to fix it? Do I know enough about cameras to even attempt this? And I kind of noticed that the picture kind of shakes in and out of focus. If I shake the camera, you know, a bit like this and I'm studying and there's a big scratch across the front of the camera. And so I deduce that the thing landed on its face when it hit the road and figuring I don't have much left to lose at this point. I just flip it over backwards and slam it on my desk on its back. And voila, it snapped the lens back into place or whatever. And it just worked perfectly (laughs) for the rest of the, yeah, for the rest of the time that I had that thing. Uh, Yeah, that was an exciting, thrilling tale. Yeah, you wouldn't want your 1997 dick pics to be like all out of focus. No, not at, not at all. Not at all. And and yeah. to this day, like if I go into my uh, iPhoto library, the, the first pictures are all from that camera. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I remember John, for me, was one of the first evangelists of using a Mac, you know, because like I had. So the first time John came to my my mom's house. I had this Hewlett Packard. Ryan remembers it. It was no, like, Packard Bell, right? Packard Bell, Packard Bell. Yeah, that's it was right. a total piece. It wasn't of shit. even. It wasn't <laughs> even Hewlett Packard. It was a Packard no. Bell. And uh, and and John walked in, saw it on my desk, and said, "I'll give you a hundred bucks for that thing," and that's just because of the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> It was a multi about computers. What was wrong with me? Well, it was a great multi. You were passionate, man. (laughs) I have so quit giving a crap at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But man, yeah, tensions ran high. It was important to me what the fuck computer I use. (laughs) Let's see. But yeah, that you had some sweet rigs in the day. And uh that Packard Bell with the Spider Man. We played some. We probably played a lot of Duke, Duke Nukem, pirated Duke Nukem on that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I I think you brought it up, and I think it's a good time to talk about the Spider Man cartoon maker, Ryan. So um, one of the things that came with this crappy Packard Bell that you know my mom was like. He needs it for school or something. So, you know, she bought it for me. She was like, where are your computer? And she bought me the first thing. It came bundled with all this software. One of them 
was a Spider-Man cartoon maker where you could make little Spider-Man cartoons with like preloaded moving images, right? So the, so so you had to use a different one for uh, Spider-Man swinging, the Spider-Man running, you know, you'd use a different one. You would just drag it, drop it into place. The thing that made it really fun was the fact that you could record your own audio. Mm-hmm. So our thing became Spider-Man, the Jewish superhero. The Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And yeah. Venom, for some reason, in my brain, I decided that Venom had to talk like George Clinton from Parliament Funkadelic. <laughs> <laughs> Which so is actually like, Spider-Man. Yeah, that was good. But the guy, the guy who, the guy who became the ultimate bad guy in Brian <laughs> and I's Spider-Man cartoon maker movies was a UP, a bald, fat UPS driver. He was just supposed to be like a- bystander two or something that Spider-Man was supposed to swing in and save. He just walks around like a dumb fuck, like waving his arms going, oh, oh. <laughs> Ryan and I decided that was the, the bad guy. Not any of the preloaded bad guys, no. but, you know, Except UPS driver. Sometimes I feel like I was much more creative then when i was like in my late teens early 20s constraints man they can enforce creativity that's yeah no i i kind of feel the same way sort of like i was up for whatever and it was all funny and it all led to something else more interesting and it's harder to get those juices flowing now than it used to be you know also now we're busy I don't remember anything anymore. So that's the problem that I have. I'm sure I'm funny, you know, and creative. Everything's Everything is great, but I just don't <laughs> remember that everything is great all the time. And just having lots of time on my hands too, without, you know, shit to worry about, like hours just in my room because you know, nobody invited me to any parties or whatever on a Friday night. So I'm just at home with like my parents camcorder, you know, (laughs) seeing if I can pull off any stop motion animation or, you know, whatever it is and, and staying up till 2am doing that. I could also stay up later without it being a complete disaster for me the next day. That was another. (laughs) Even when you're 15, there's only so many times you could beat off, you know? And so what else are you going to fill those (laughs) days with? You know, who's yeah. gonna fill that SLP camera tape with? Yeah, it's, you gotta find Lots out. Of jerking off tapes. Yeah, just me and my tapioca pudding. Use it or pudding based lube at all times. Thinking about that, I can officially endorse this attitude. I was gonna Frank, say, if your stuff of, looks oh, like ahead. tapioca, you, you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> I pump it into my urethra, it's fine. Or then I pump it back out. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think they're calling it tapioca pumping. I don't know. <laughs> What's in your tapioca may shock you. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> What's the the guy next to you's pants at the Dairy Queen may shock you. <laughs> oh no, officer, it's tapioca, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> wish, squish, squish. I am a tapioca man. Squish, squish, squish. I love you. The sound effect reminds me of when I put on my rubber pants and fill them full of tapioca and then go squishing around in the field. Yeah. When you go places. I bet that's a thing. (laughs) I bet that's a thing. I, I was once, um, I was, I was contracted to shoot this like heavy metal show in, in New York. And you guys know me, that is not my scene at all. These guys like leather blah. Well, the, the, the heavy metal concert ended and a fetish party started while I was like loading up my gear. Oh, fabulous. Uh, and it was all these people in like fetish costumes and stuff. And it was kind of what you expect, you know, rubber bustiers. And same people who were hanging out at the concert. Some of those metal guys stayed. <laughs> I did notice. <laughs> but anyway, so I was, so um, the guy I was shooting with and I were like, oh, let's go grab a beer and, you know, whatever, before the fetish party gets really cooking. And there was a guy laying on the floor and he had covered himself up with a carpet. Right? <laughs> and, but he, and he was underneath the carpet. Mm. and um i i I got to the bar and i was like what do you think that's about and some fetish person there (laughs) said oh that's floor fag floor what and i was like what and he's like oh yeah that's floor fag he likes uh he likes to get stepped on (laughs) and 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 uh be pretend to be part of the floor and he likes it when you step on him if you verbally abuse him and okay. call him hey, and floor that's fag. when my franchise yeah. was born wow. <laughs> it's so uh, it's not uh, a cl- that was his name that was his handle if you will in the community was floor fag yeah that's not like floor fagging or that is a floor fag that's how he chose to be known i, I was never much the one for carpet i prefer hardwoods that, that would be like, but if you tried that at the bar and they trampled it, it'd be more like a teeter-totter, you know, you would just step on the wood and then you, they just kind of fall down. And what if you've had a lawsuit involved? Have you been injured by sexual perverts lying on the floor under a carpet at Finnegan's? <laughs> Maybe entitled. At Finnegan's. That's what, that's what he left out of the story is this wasn't at some club this was at a, <laughs> <laughs> that's why he was able to get the beer while he was watching this sh- yeah yeah we're rebranding both yeah we're rebranding as fast casual for perverts <laughs> and you need to get in on the ground floor because this is hot stuff it's not just about not just about giving babies margaritas anymore this is this is a big time fellas 
not that we're leaving behind yeah. you know what made us great you can still get your margarita for your baby just you know <laughs> oh, yeah. you can get a margarita for your baby you can lay on the floor with hardwood above you and have people fall and and then you will be sued you'll be sued at our restaurant and you will be found accountable or no not accountable you will be the plaintiff i think you mean you'll be liable you know yeah i I like where this is going because i can see an emergence of all sorts of uh combinations of features of things that people may be interested in like uh if you have the guy who likes being the floor you might have someone else who likes being having food spilled on them so they can lie on the guy on the floor and like have cheese hot queso spilled on them scalding hot queso while they're lying on the the knot floor it's called quesoing yes it's called cases the sheriff is warning parents to be on the lookout <laughs> for signs that their kids might be <laughs> covering themselves in queso at applebee's <laughs> <laughs> You got it. You oh, got okay, it. okay, okay. I'm back. I'm gonna I'm back myself uh, in the odd Jew. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you, it. The sheriff is warning. Did you hear that part, Jack? On the floor. It's called casoing. Like I'm. I, didn't, I, I if, didn't hear. I didn't. If I didn't you're hear teen, any of that. sorry, it's all garbled. The finish party has been taken to Bennigan's. <laughs> We're gonna lay on the floor. Let me. Let me. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Let me call you back on my phone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you you do that, asshole. You see how that gets you? You think you could use this coupon? It's only good after midnight, and it's only for thirty-three cents off of a certain appetizer. And you have to get you have to guess which appetizer it is before that I will let you use that coupon. Next time he's gonna be the floor. He's gonna be the floor. People are gonna sue. And you want it? You want people to sue you when you're the floor because that's abusive. That's the kind of that's the kind of fetish abuse I want. In his <laughs> yeah, court reform. Just I'll totally... see you in court. Oh yes. The lawyers are all lining up, like scribbling yeah. on their forms, just in anticipation. I can't wait to sue this guy right now. A tort reform okay. will ruin your boner. Tort. Okay. What, what was what was the question? We're getting off on lawsuits. Yeah, so just to catch you up, we're, we're at Previously Applebee's. Previously on podcast, you. Uh, the sheriff is warning parents in the neighborhood uh, to be on the lookout for signs that their teens may be engaging in an act called quesoing, which is to go to Applebee's and have a bunch of queso poured on you and then... I don't know. Some other stuff happens. There's a line of lawyers waiting to sue you. It's it's also part of the finish party. Yeah, I have I have a teenager myself, and I love her like the world. But if you love your teenager, you must smell their pants and make sure they are not quesoing. They're not eating good at the neighborhood. They're not feeling no rules just right. And they are not, they are, repeat, not going to Denny. I don't know. I lost. <laughs> That's your sheriff. Your sheriff. Bobby crossed so, the line from tapioca to queso. We mm. never got I believe, that. I believe you guys had a question about the floor guy. 
Oh, the floor fag, yeah. Do okay. other people like trip on him or or like lie on him and, and pretend to get case support on onto them? Mm, that's my question. Yeah, yeah, no, they the the thing is is that it's just kind of a known thing that this guy likes to be treated like a piece of the floor in New in a New York City nightclub. So like the way you would normally treat a floor, you put furniture. how you would treat a floor in New York in a in a in a CD club. See, I've never really been that mad at floors as a thing. That's gonna be a hygiene issue in a CD club being the floor. That's Even probably the idea. He's probably dead now. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the floor fag did not live a long that's just not healthy living. Whoa, you are really losing it, friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our satellite I mean, uplink the Netflix stream. Boca Chica. Stop all the downloading. Or wherever yeah. you are. Hey, kid, help a computer. Stop computer. all the downloading. Well, folks, I'm afraid that's all the time we have for this wonderful episode of podcast view no i was gonna and, go to the party and be the wall clock to the, the other wall. guy's floor yeah what if you were the ceiling and you you had the not lionel richie song playing constantly on a boom box mount a ceiling fan to me yes yeah i yeah. can only get an erection if i'm on the ceiling and lionel richie is dancing across me <laughs> <laughs> right and you paint yourself so you blend into the ceiling yeah mm. exactly and then you got jack down there splattering chocolate pudding up at you making a video